their streaks, they haven't had a tie even. So they've gone undefeated in their last 18 games. 18 games undefeated. Or not just undefeated, perfect, perfect. 58 games of defeat. Like clean sheets. Yeah. Well, not clean sheets. They might have had a goal. They might have won like 2 1, something like that. Uh, I thought you said perfect. That's why. Oh, by perfect, I mean they got three points. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. 18 game. Perfect. Streak. I mean, something different. 18 game <laughs> winning streak. That is, bro. That. It's the football prophets. What's up to the FB family? Welcome to a new episode of Football Profits, where two friends talk all things American soccer. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here with my good friend, Coach David. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing well, Michelle. I'm excited for this episode. Uh, we kind of went through and rethought up how we do some things format-wise, so it's going to be a little different for the listener, but I think overall it's going to be a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, like always, we were talking about it. We try to get better every week. So, uh, hopefully this works. Yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. I just want to say this was all his idea. So, if it doesn't work, don't blame you guys. Just, I mean. Next week, when it's a huge success, <laughs> he's going to say he had a big hand in it. <laughs> all right, awesome. As always, we have our show today with three parts. That doesn't change. Our first part, we're going to cover some of the game that we deem are worthy, worthy for the week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, cover... Um, actually, go ahead and just say what game, right? So we don't surprise anybody. Fair enough. Yeah, all right, cool. So we're going to cover the Toronto game. Uh, they look resilient. So let's go ahead and uh, cover them up. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, SKC and uh, St. Louis. And we have some good pointers. We have some game preview on our first part. And we also going to talk about uh, uh, Dante Vanzier, his suspension. So um, so a lot of good stuff there. That's just me pulling out the pointers. For our second part, we are going to touch on the U.S. Women National Team. So we're going to talk about a few things there, some of the friendly that happened, some of the game. And, uh, and go from there. And then obviously for our last part, we're going to touch on other businesses where we're going to talk about the uh, GA Cup, the CONCACAF Champions League, and all that other stuff. And that should be it for our show. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. So let's dive right in, Coach. Uh, Toronto, what do you what do you think about them? They got that late equalizer. Um, looks like the place was rocking after they got that equalizer. Brought some life into them a little bit. They did. They were playing at home to Atlanta. Um, this Atlanta team without Tiago Almada. Yes, yes. Um, although Gutman did come back at some point in this game as a substitute. Um, I believe he had a groin injury, and that forced Caleb Wiley to go back to left back, where he's more of an attacking-minded player. Um, so that was good signs for Atlanta there. Uh, their DP number nine got their goal or got their first goal in the fourth minute yeah. to put them up hasn't it been scoring like that is his fourth, fourth game fourth. in a row with a goal yes which is makes him the seventh player in mls history to do so <laughs> score four straight seven but yeah. only the second this season so we've already had two this season score well this season they're a lot of prolific score and as i'm talking about it i'm my mind is going to uh 
Jordan Morris right away. Uh, was it Morris? I think he only scored in two different games. Two different games? Yeah. Do you, can you, do you want to try to guess? Um, or do you want me to just tell you? Tell me, tell me. Amin Bossy of Houston. He scored three penalty kicks in a row. And then he scored one from free play to make wow. it four, uh, four games. It's kind of flying out of the radar. He... Is it yeah. because of the team? I think so. I yeah. think a lot of people, us included, weren't very high on them. Yeah. And uh, they're actually doing pretty well. So, but we'll, we'll see. Dynamo. Get back to this game. Yeah. This is a 2-2 tie. And the thing we want to talk about here is this isn't Toronto's first tie. Right? Like, they're, they have played eight games this season. And they have six ties already. They are one, one, and six. That's not good. <laughs> Most of those ties have been when they were already winning the game, right? So they were up like two goals and then they blow it and they'd have a tie, right? They'd walk yeah. away with one point. This is a little different where they were down, I think it was two goals, maybe it was one goal, but they ended up working it back. Yeah. Right? No, and that's I think good. they went down one. And, and then they equalized and they went yeah. down again. Yeah, I yeah. think that's how it went. Yeah. Um, and that's a good sign, but you really want this team to win. Because, and then all the acquisition they made mm. uh, this offseason, you know, replacing the goalie, when you bring, fans, when you, you bring know. in a new center back, a top-level center back at Hedges, and you bring in a top-level goalkeeper in Sean Johnson. Take some time, or you, No, you, you expect two goals. To be enough to win the game for you. Yeah. You don't expect those positions right. to come into a team. I don't care how bad the team was before, but those two should be able to keep a 2 0 or make two goals for yeah. you. Sean just looks different. I don't know if it's it's just me. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But uh the thing I want to point out here is so like I said, they already have six ties this mm-hmm. season, Toronto. The MLS record for single season ties is 18, which can you tell me the two teams? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Chicago and Nashville. The, yep. old director. the 2014 yeah. Chicago and the 2021 Nashville, which I love What's because the, the record for ties, <laughs> yeah, is tied, yeah, right? Like, There's not one no, team yeah. out of the record, nobody tied wants for, it, but at 18. Ties in a season. Yes. Now I want to point out. I do. That's a lot. Yeah, I did some quick maths here. Yeah. So six ties out of eight games puts Toronto on pace for over twenty-five draws this season. One of the chances. Do you think they're going to break the record? I think so. Like they can't get twenty-five. That's not happening. This this is going to like even out. They're going to get losses or wins at some point. But. I I'll think, say, I think they're, okay, they're, so I'm not going to say 25, but they might break the record. They may get 19. I'm not against that because I think eventually this defense will settle down. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this offense will keep scoring. Yeah. So once you get that combination... Um, Sandy's just trying to be with us. <laughs> I, got, I think she wants a little food. Yeah. I have to get up in a second. Okay. Uh, once you get that combination going where... The defense settles in. I think we're going to see a lot more zero-zero draws than yes. we've been seeing two-two draws. Yeah, um, and I do. I do think that uh, they have they have a very real chance because basically they have they they only need to hit what thirteen more with the amount of game that they have left. And oh my goodness, that defense is the one that's going to save them because if they don't get this taken care of, they're going to get some losses. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like they're winning any game. No, 
Because well, they've been up multiple times. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm three. saying, though. Like, they're not, like, winning. They're not looking like a winning form most of the time when they're making dumb mistakes. Yo, the, the reason why I think they might break the record was because when they equalized in the 90th minute, like, in additional time, that place went so crazy as if that was, like, their 10th goal. Yeah, no, I, Toronto BMO Stadium is a great place to be. I've seen a couple games there. They went. It's always crazy. fun there. It's always fun there. That was, that was, I did went crazy. That was dope. All right, coach. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, you want to touch on SKC a little bit. What do you, what do you, what, what do you have there? I don't think you should be arch for SKC. We thought, we knew it was going to be a very bad but thing. But here's, here's the thing with SKC that, that we knew they were going to be bad. Everyone knew they were going to be bad, right? Um, but, did we think that they should be this bad with their history? I'm going to take care of Sandy real quick. Yeah, you no. want to give a quick pump? Yeah, uh, yeah let's right. do that and we'll be right back, guys. And we're back after uh, calming the boss of the house down. Yeah, yeah. just a, a quick <laughs> lunch break for Sandy. Yeah, she, uh, all right. She wasn't happy with me, yeah. so right, let's keep going back. here. So you're talking about uh, how we both thought SKC was going to be horrible. Yeah, and the worry there is why did we both think that this team, who has just historically been really good, with the exception of this season and last season, why did we both think, and all pundits think, that they were going to be so bad? For me, it was the talent. Right, but not just that, but why can't they bring in like why can't they bring in a number nine that scores goals? Right? Like Do you, you bring they in have so money? many number nines. No, they brought in so many and they just can't find one that works for them. Right? Like that's something goes into coaching there. When you decide to keep your right winger and move him just further and further back until he's a right back and it's not working, you're letting in goal after goal after goal, something from a coaching perspective has to change. Now I thought you were high on the coach. You you like you. I am. You, you I like am, him. But I want to get into this a little bit. Okay, okay. So this is currently his fifteenth season with SKC. That's a long time. Long time. Even like the best managers in the world. When we're talking Pep Guardiola's at Man City, fifteen years. We're talking. They have shelf life. They want to move on. Like at some point, you lose the locker room. Yeah, right? yeah the voice does it. Something yeah. else in there. Yeah. So even the best managers in the world, like when we look at um, Jurgen Klopp, it's about time for him to move on. Yeah, yeah. Seven, right? Yeah. Or something like that. So my question here is: Is Peter Vermees's era in SKC over? So I want to go over a little bit of his career so far. So in his last 14 years with SKC, so all of his career up until this season. And mind you, SKC is the first club he ever coached. He is only coached Coach in SKC. In Sporting Kansas City. Um, well, that's not true. They were technically the Kansas City Wizards uh, at some point in his tenure, and they changed names. But in, uh, in Kansas is the only place he's coached. In those 14 years, they qualified for the playoffs 11 times. Right? They won their conference four times. They had 11 different winning seasons. Right? Um, they won the MLS Cup in 2013. Right? That's really good for a small market team. Right? A team that doesn't make money coming in. Right? A team that doesn't have big franchise money that can bring in all these massive players. Yeah. Right? That is incredible. Right, and he's clearly bought himself a bit of uh, 
length on his leash there. For right? sure, for sure. A bit of goodwill with the club and the fans. But last season, last season, they had 11 wins, 16 losses, 7 draws, and finished 12th of 14 in the West. They are currently at 0 wins, 6 draw, uh, losses, and 2 draws. And well at the bottom of both conferences, well, not we just thought the West, they were gonna right? Be, yeah. So my question here is, if no one thinks they're going to be good, right? A team that historically has been good, a playoff-level team, and now it's the easiest to make the playoffs it's ever been with nine teams making it, right? If no one thinks they're going to be good, should the executives make that decision, and should Peter Vermees be done? I, I mean, logically, yes, but is it going to happen? Because you, you have to think about the, the, especially the time that he spent with the club, the ownership probably this likes him. This is his 15th year. That, but it's I'm crazy. saying the ownership probably likes him. And how much control does he really have over the, the roster, you know? Probably a lot. After 15 years, he actually probably has quite right. a bit. A lot right. of managers, because I was going to all the yeah, decisions. Yeah. He probably has quite a bit of the decision making. They just don't bring in good players. Like that's, I mean, not. I wouldn't say good players. Like they don't bring in like crazy talent. No, like, they, you know they don't. They don't spend money with, like big. They don't splashes. spend money at all. Yeah. So, I'll say yeah, man. If I was in that, uh, I, I don't know if I'll do a mid season. I'll probably let him ride it out, give him the respect he deserves. Uh, maybe talk to him so we can make this like a farewell season. You know, yeah, I don't last let him go game, in the middle of the season. Yeah, last home game, I have like a little tribute video or something, but like make him understand before he goes public. And 15 is a good number. That's what I'm right? saying. Like, 15 so, like, we can both agree to move on. Like, we, you, I know the conversation is not going to be easy, but have a whole week where y'all just meeting and talking and make him understand, like, hey, we got to move on, but we don't want this to be bad, you know. And I don't know, get him like a consultant gay, try to try to like he'll find another job i just think he needs a change of scenery and i think this team needs do, do you think i don't think he want to no he I think he was very he would, comfortable he might try his luck in some lower level european leagues okay like you right. leagues stuff like that he might try going over to europe like i could see that for him yeah and if it does come to where he has to pass then he'll move on and i think he'll find another team i don't see him getting out of coaching for this for it okay that's right all right cool well we all agree they need to kick him out maybe just hire you coach hey all i'm we saying is my inboxes are open uh coach david to skc we need to uh, email need. the pod directly <laughs> um get ahead of you we'll do a live interview. have your people get in touch with my people yeah <laughs> um my people is just my mom <laughs> So it should be really easy to communicate there. Um, uh, yeah, get, but yeah, yeah. We, we can get this going. We can get this going. Let's get, let's get it going. Let's get Coach David. I in guarantee there. you, I can't make you worse, right? First like place. you're already, you're already last. First place. What do you got to lose here? I'll do it for free. I'll do it for the resident. Just a one year. I'll put it, yeah, just to have it on the CV. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? And then right after that, start demanding like fifty million a year. You know, I'll, I'll just immediately, <laughs> the second I get in the locker room, start talking about how the players aren't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> the ownership doesn't want to spend money. Just throw everyone under the bus. Yeah. yeah. Go. Uh, 
<laughs> go old school coach on that that's crazy all right well looks like we're both uh we're both there that time needs to go on the end man so all right so let's go ahead and move on to uh st louis uh st louis city man uh they cincinnati i told you about this cincinnati is hot and cold to me so here's the thing and they, they didn't have most of their blood they're, they're like they're uh they, they didn't have players. their yeah. two best attacking players yeah. in acosta and um brenner yeah. right yeah um brenner we'll talk about later in the yeah. trade section of this uh, yeah. podcast but um so they didn't have those two players for uh i thought uh, uh barrial would get that take some of the load because he's, he's a really good player i, I thought barrial would have gone and played the 10 because that's more of a natural position yes, for him than yes, the yes, that's it but especially instead, with like a cast out yeah, like but him, instead yeah. they put a forward in there in santos who never really plays the 10 role like that just confused me but yeah the thing i, I don't want to really and, talk and about before before we move on i just want to say i didn't understand why you went with like a more attacking uh formation when we've both talked about how the way to like to like stop St. Louis because they have all those counter attacks is to be heavy on the defense. Yeah. I didn't understand the philosophy there, but yeah, and the thing yeah. that you can you can judge away here is saying, okay, yeah, they didn't have their two best attacking players. Well, that shouldn't mean you allow five. Yeah, right. Like that understands why you only scored one. Yeah, but like you don't allow one, yeah. one zero. I, I would have stopped with that. Bring back that four back, and uh, it's you know different, different thing. But so, but the thing I want to talk about here is where will St. Louis finish the season? So, I said before these last three games that they played, um, the Cincinnati game, the Seattle game, and the Minnesota game, that I wanted to see four points. They got three minimum, four points minimum, and I would say they're good, right? They got three, but they did it. It didn't like they didn't do it like they tied three. They got smacked by Seattle, and then they um, had a close loss against Minnesota, and then they smacked Cincinnati. Right? Yeah. So it's a lot of like hot and cold still. Yeah. So yeah. the question here is, where do you think they will finish the season? It's currently they're a top three. Uh, I think they make the playoffs. Okay, nine teams make the playoffs. So let me break down the playoff format really quick. Yeah. Nine teams make the playoffs. Eighth and ninth play each other for the play-in round, right? So if you finish ninth, you'll have to play a game before anyone else does and play the eighth-place team. And then you play the first-place team, right? And that's when the playoffs really start. Yeah. So where in that, if we're going to break it down, we're kind of going to look at first through fourth as being the high seeds fifth through seventh being the lower seeds and then eighth and ninth as just barely making the playoffs because there's a very good chance that eighth and ninth there will probably be about five teams come the end of the season yeah, yeah. battling for those two spots yeah. all within like a point of each other yes. if you look at past seasons yeah so it's going to be tight there mm-hmm. so the question is what of those three ranges do you think they're going to finish first through fourth Fifth through seventh, eighth and ninth, or lower. I think they're gonna be six. I'm gonna go with six. I'm gonna give a number. I'm not just gonna give this, but I think they're gonna be six. Okay, I can yeah. give with that because I put yeah. them down in five to seven range. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna be one of the top four teams. No, they're not. Um, I think they're gonna eventually fall <laughs> off. I like bro, there's some good teams here that haven't gotten like like 
together together like seattle seattle's probably gonna finish first and they haven't played in lafc yet yeah right like, like san jose san jose they played san, 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 san jose san jose yeah again yeah did it tie or did it win they won they won game. okay they don't have, they haven't had a tie this season they're five wins two losses or six wins, two losses, I think. LA, wow, my Galaxy is so down, man. Your Galaxy are one of the worst teams in the league. Jesus, Peter. But we'll 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 talk about that later. We're going right, to preview their game <laughs> on right. Sunday. Cool. So yeah, that's where we are right there with um uh with uh St. Louis. St. Louis. We think they're gonna make the playoffs. Okay. So a very good expansion team, but not the best team in the league. Oh no, they're okay. far from the best in the league. Yeah, I can. But I can this that. is a success. This is a success. Oh, for sure. That coach, that getting bonus, finishing ninth yeah. would be a success for them, right? This Just sneaking success. into the play-in rounds of the playoffs, yeah. that would be a success. Yeah, this has been already a success. So, um, so the way they're going, they're going to, they're getting a surprise. And they're always going to be a fun team. Like that stadium's going to be full because they're always going to entertain, right? Yeah, yeah. like they're not going to fail there. Yeah, they had some good goals yesterday. They had some good goals. Uh, the first goal, Stroud. That's uh, that. Well, he got the ball back. Was it a pass with the first goal? I try to remember. No, so Stroud's first goal, it was kind of like a the ball, ball was coming in, back. It got deflected and then he just flushed out yeah. and he hit yeah. it first time. That was a good goal. That was a good goal. And like three minutes in. But all right, that's pretty much it. Um, let me pull this back up. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and move to the preview here. The, what should we call this? The, the Galaxy, the LA War. LA. So it already has a name and it's called El Trafico. El Trafico. How did that not notice? So uh, there's uh, there's already a name for it. It's to be. Uh, a lot of people don't like it, but MLS deems it El Trafico. El Trafico. All right. So LA's playing LAFC. What you got for us? Well, I already know LAFC is going to win. So, but what so you got for us? Here's the thing with that, right? Like, derby matches are weird, right? When you play your biggest rival, you kind of like Seattle. Like if you're looking at Seattle, Portland. Seattle is a far better team this season than Portland is. But they'll get out for it. But they got smacked by Portland yeah. last night, right? So, could we see L.A. stun them? I don't think so, but I'm not saying it's out of the picture in a derby match. So, who do you think has the city? L.A. Galaxy or L.A.F.C.? What do you mean, has the city? Like, who, like, who does, city, who does the city love more? Oh, it's definitely going to be L.A.F.C. now. The only people that stuck with L.A., are the true diehards. That's what I'm... Right? But, but it's kind of like that Laker Clippers. Yeah, but the yeah. rest of the city that is just like... That's like... Yeah, let's go watch a match once... Yeah, once but every, like, I'm not counting that. Those people don't count. Well, they should because they're the ones that fill most of the stadiums. I guess. Right? Like, they're, they're the majority of soccer fans. We need Ibra back. Bring bring that man back. Ibra uh, Movich. Was uh, Latin. We need him back. But yeah, so I think LAFC, they should wipe the floor with LA, right? They should, yeah. But you never know. Yeah. But it is worth noting, though, that LA is currently in the middle of protests. Um, they really hate their club president, Chris Klein. Um, and they've been doing all these protests. They haven't been coming into the stadium very much, right? So even though it's technically going to be a home game for LA, it might not feel that way, right? Like, it might feel like an LAFC game with more, potentially more LAFC fans in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, picking up those tickets that I'm sure LA fans are selling. Um, but it was interesting though, Chris Klein, he made a statement on his Instagram maybe a couple days ago and essentially said, if we don't advance in the playoffs, then 
I will resign. You don't have to get like do all these protests. I'll resign. But now it's the easiest way to make the playoffs, eighth, ninth. The question here is, does qualifying for the play-in round and winning the play-in round, does that count as advancing in the playoffs, winning a play-in round? Or does he have to win a play-in round or advance past or automatically qualify higher and then move on? So like, what what does that count for? Some people does qualify to play as a playoff because... It's like the the the, the real the regular season is over. I much. guarantee you, a yeah. guy fighting for his job is going to consider it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm still giving you guys a chance. I yeah. just got to go win. You know? Yeah, your season isn't over like the other yeah. sixteen teams. Yeah, think. I think it's kind of playing, man. I call it the playing too. But can you imagine, like, who who in their right mind looks at these massive protests going on about them and says, "If I do the bare minimum, I'm staying." Like, this is LA Galaxy. Advancing one round in the playoffs, that's not success. That's not success. They need to be competing. Last season, at the end of last season, they were talking about this season because wanting to they, be jailed winners. They, they wanted to be in first place. Because right now, whoever is on top of them on their road to make the playoffs, it's Salt Lake, Colorado, and Austin. They're better than Austin. I can say that. They lost to Austin in the playoffs last year? I'll say they're better than Austin, though. And, and they, they're definitely better than Salt Lake. Or no, they didn't. They didn't lose to Austin. They lost to uh, LAFC in the playoffs, and yeah, LAFC okay. ended up beating Austin. You think you think they're better than Salt Lake? Yes, I think talent wise, yeah, but they're okay. not playing better. Okay, they're that, playing this, more. Like, the way that, this, this is only why eight eight games, nine games in, and they looked really bad in big chunks last season. They just hit a heater in the last half of the season. Okay, so your life depends on it. Do you bet on LA or Salt Lake? If they're playing head to head, yeah, or just in the end of the game, or it's just, it's just that a full ninety minute, I think I would take. I think I would take RSL. Your life depends on it. LAFC can't figure out how to get goals right now. Chicharito, hey, LA Galaxy, no Chicharito, or uh, yeah, LA, LA Galaxy, yeah. but LA LAFC knows how to get goals. <laughs> <laughs> they they got that figured. The yeah. LA Galaxy, they don't know how to get goals right now. They have. Three really good strikers. They can't figure out a formation to get yeah. one of them going. They don't have it there. Ricky Puj is not doing the things he did last season. They are looking disjointed. RSL has less quality players, but they are making it work. Even though they're yeah, bad, yeah. their yeah. games look better. They look like a complete team. And like they can you. play defense. Okay. The biggest concern about LA Galaxy last year was their center backs. They improved all over the field but they didn't get center back okay so let's let's move on fast here your life depends on it again uh colorado rapids or la galaxy which one are you picking zero zero tie i would draw i would draw that game you dead no <laughs> somebody has to win no they don't this is mls <laughs> you, you can get draws <laughs> but no someone has to win for you to stay alive then i would say colorado they have a better defense. Yeah. Okay, Austin and LA Galaxy. Again, I think I think LA actually could get up on that one. But if Don't you put it under my head, I would put Austin. Oh, they've proven it already All this right, season. So la- last one, and then we can move on. LA Galaxy and uh, and uh, Kansas City. Oh, I, I take I take LA. You take, take LA. So the only time bad. that LA Galaxy is better than at this point in the MLS is SKC. And the well in the Western Conference. In the Western. Another Conference, closest yeah. one would be Austin in my mind. 
Out. When I'm I'm not just looking at like okay where they are in the standings, but it's like out how the these plane. teams play they only have each three other points and how yeah. that game would open up with the formations and tactics they play. They need to cherry to back. He is back. He's back. He's back. He's just not doing anything. I can't even feel that he's back. No, he's back. He'll be he'll be he'll be playing in uh, in El Tráfico. But uh, we we should probably move. Oh, actually, wait. So, what is your score prediction for LAFC LA? Uh two zero LAFC. Okay, I'm gonna go three one LAFC. Same difference. Yeah. The first, same differential. I mean, two goal. Um, all right, cool. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to our uh, burner. You wanted to bring him up. That's the runner. I had a different Brenner. one on the list. I had a different one on the list first. We're oh, going yeah, to uh, yeah, Montreal. I'm moving a little too fast. Montreal and Inter Miami's Miami trip. Yeah. But uh, look at you calling me out. Yeah. Let's no, go. I already had the hab up, so I wasn't about to switch <laughs> to us for you. It's all right. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, go ahead and that. So there's a trade that happened, and you think that this may be deeper than, than just this trade. Yeah. yeah. And it, this is, when you're looking at this, this is a, how whoever made this decision in Montreal and finalized this deal should get fired immediately. <laughs> like, there is a very real chance that this will be considered to come to the end of the season the worst trade in MLS history. In MLS history. So, I'm going to tell you this. That's Miami. Big. That's that's bold. Miami got Kamal Miller, who was one of the better young defenders in the league last year. I think he's 25, 26, right? Yeah. Um, He's a Canadian national team starter, right? Um, he hadn't had a good start to the season, but last season he was phenomenal, right? Yeah. He's just having a slump, and the whole team yeah. is having a big slump. I mean, yeah, it's sure. not just him. Yeah, right? Montreal. They lost idea. their coach, and they are dying. So it's not just him, right? So they got rid of a very good young talent, young uh, domestic center back, because yeah. you're only allowed so many international players, and Canadians count as domestic players. So they got rid of a very young and talented domestic center back, which is massive in this league, right? Yeah. And they got Bryce Duke and Ariel Lasseter. Bryce Duke is an okay, both of those players are young. Bryce Duke is an okay number 10. In reality, he's probably a bench player. He'll probably end up starting for this Montreal team. Yeah. But most teams in the league, he'll be a bench player that has potential for the future. Yeah. And then Ariel Lasseter is 100% bench player. An attacking player, right? Yeah. Um, he he is not a starter. So, and then there is $1.3 million in GAM, general allocation money. All right? Now, when I first heard this, I assumed that Montreal got both Bryce Duke, Ariel Lasser, and $1.3 million yeah. for Kamal Miller. And I said to myself, I don't love it for not bad. Uh, Montreal, but it's an okay not trade. Bad. Yeah, but I was wrong. The you know. one point three million dollars Montreal gave to Miami. So Montreal said, it "Looks like have one to get of the best it. young defenders and here's money. Have one point three million dollars, and we'll take two bench players." <laughs> you think they're setting up for something? What in the world is going on there? So now. I want to look. I want. I want to take Maybe some locker room so, issues that we don't know. Don Garber has said. So, for those of you that don't know, Don Garber is the commissioner of MLS, right? Um, and Inter Miami are linked to trying to sign. They're one of three teams in consideration for Lionel Messi this summer. All right. 
on top of that, they also want to bring in a former teammate of his, Sergio Buscas, right? To do so, Don Garber has essentially said and hinted at that this isn't going to be just on the weight of um, Inter-Miami. This yeah. is a signing because almost all players in this league, they're signed to the league, and then the league gives them to teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like all teams are going to have to get in on bringing Messi into this league. Like Miami can't afford it on themselves, right? So it'll be spread across all the other teams, those fees and stuff, right? And the teams would be willing to do so because Messi comes in, that brings TV ratings up. You get more money in the long run from and having the player of Messi's quality. Stadium. Yeah, so you you get more money in the long run of having the player of Messi's name and stature in the game come into the league, even though he's not playing for your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So uh-huh. is this just Montreal really taking one for the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, have yeah. $1.3 million in game so that way you can buy down your current DP or one of your current DPs into a TAM level player, so that way you can afford two DPs in Sergio Busquets. Like, there's no other way that this makes sense other than Montreal saying, yeah. we're already trash, you're in our conference, and you we will have play the you rating. after yeah. Messi would come in. Let's just do this. Yeah, like, It's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the MLS. I wouldn't but have the thing is, yeah. But the thing is, like, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't no, see it. I mean, just give them, just give them $1.3 million <laughs> in game for Bryce Duke and Ariel Lasser. You don't have to throw Kamal Miller going in. Does it yeah, yeah, help yeah. them financially? That's what, messy. yeah. I mean, so just give them what $1.3 million for Bryce Duke and Ariel Lasser. Doesn't that, generous. Doesn't that lay, like, uh, the salary probably is different for those players compared to what they were paying Bryce, right? Um, yeah, no, the, Kamal, Kamal Miller is definitely on a higher salary than them. Okay. But what I'm saying is, yeah, don't bring in Kamal Miller. That won't matter. Those salaries won't matter because what we're talking about is how you can pay for the salary of Messi. Okay. So other player salaries don't matter here. They're already below a certain limit. Okay. Threshold, so they don't matter. But what I'm saying is, okay, just give them $1.3 million in GAM for Bryce Duke, Ario Lasseter. But don't send. And then keep yeah. one of the best young domestic center backs in the league. Yeah. Your team is already trash. Don't make it worse. And you know what? I think many people, if you just I don't understand why million, they'll probably do it. They probably would. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Duke currently is playing for Inter Miami because of injuries. Because, but, yeah. Because if they're really trying to take one for the team, they could have just done it that way. And then now they got the money and they got rid of their two it's, it's, this mediocre is, players. And that's good. Yeah. This is the most insane. Thing I've ever heard of. Hey, some people just get played, man. That could also be a possibility that maybe they just got played. My thing is though here, so I assume this is Inter Miami going to Montreal and saying, This is our package, take it or leave it, right? Yeah. And they made the offer. I'm assuming, right? If I am Montreal and I see that, why wouldn't I just take a screenshot of that and send it to every other executive in the league and be like this is their offer. We're yeah. willing to part ways with the uh, um, with Kamal Miller. We're willing to give money. But can you beat can you Bryce Duke? Yeah, yeah. Last just sit back, right? Like and just sit back and let the bidding work. Because you know, every it's the best option. Because I'm sure I'm sure Toronto could have used him. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I'm sure Toronto would have said everybody, just the whole bench. Like I just <laughs> I don't understand how this was the best option. It just doesn't make sense. It just it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make sense. 
Yeah, I, I, I want to see, now that you say that, I want to see who allowed that deal to go through. Because they could have just done it that way. Hey, this is what we have. You know, I'm giving everybody like 48 hours. Bring me your best offer or else I'm pulling this with Miami. And just sit back. Let your phone ring. There's just no way yeah. that they did that and this ended up being the best offer. They didn't so they really didn't do anything. They didn't do it. Right? They just took the offer and be like, uh, I'm off at five. Just so say yes. What? <laughs> what is going Dude on? Dude was trying to get home to his family, man. He says, just to prove it, I got to go home. I've been working overtime. Essentially, long story short, before we move off of this, I just want to say that Montreal Impact or Club de Foot Montreal as they've rebranded themselves um <laughs> well you know what no you suck doing it like <laughs> you suck you are getting called montreal impact i'm <laughs> i'm wagging my finger at a computer screen right now i'm letting it know how angry i am i'm not calling you club that foot you didn't deserve that you are going to be called the impact and you are a hot hot dumpster fire my goodness all right let's move on to brother all right well <laughs> I mean, i'm like my heart rate is going man i'm heated <laughs> Uh, we, if you ever need to hire consultants before you let a trade go through, please see my man, Coach David, and, uh, I will yell at yeah. you. I will tell you, you are the <laughs> dumbest idiot in the please. history of dumb idiots. We have a, a trade consultant here. We start in a good position with us. Call us. But, all right, cool. So, let's go ahead and move to Burner. <laughs> Anything you, you, you want to say on that? Anything dumb that you want to call out on that? Well, so, okay, so it looks like it is finalized. I'm not sure if new reports have come in, but pending a medical last I saw, it is done. Brenner to Udinese, who are Serie A team, um, lower-end Serie A team. This is a move that almost happened. Last transfer window fell apart. They offered $9 million, It fell apart, right? So Brenner came into the league at $13 million. So they paid $13 million for him. The, the only dumb thing I'll say about this is they're only getting back 10. So they're technically losing money, but yeah. but there are bonuses and add-ons and stuff like that. So if he hits certain landmarks, scores certain goals, plays certain amount of games, they get more probably money. get it back here. And it will probably be end up being more than that 13 million was. Yeah. So long run, they could probably they make could, some yeah. money. Alcova so player who deal. really only performed for half of a season. Yeah. Right? He had a horrible first season, a horrible first half of last season where he didn't score a goal and then scored 16 goals in the second half of last season and now this season I don't believe he has a goal yet right I think his first goal would have been the one that got called back for a penalty that Costa finished oh, yeah, a couple yeah, weeks ago yeah. so really just half a season of decency and then a season and a half of crap right and they're essentially making their money back Are I you think okay that's fair today? yeah I that's fair dude okay a 13 million dollar player doesn't really score for his first 18 months in the league that's yeah. not good i yes, i'm not gonna call yes. that anything but crap all right all right but um as so as he's as gone as yeah but that transfer even though it'll be finalized now will not go through until the summer uh-huh. Right, so we're talking. So does that about, mean is this still? So gonna he be is going to be uh, FC Cincinnati player up until about halfway through. He'll probably leave during the league's cup break. So the regular season he will play up until that league's cup break would be my assumption. Okay, but he was not in the team um, last week. I'm assuming he was in Italy getting his physicals done. Yeah, um, finalizing paperwork. But so he did not play last week. But he will be back. 
he will not leave until he's probably the next ready. transfer window opens. Yeah, he's probably ready to go. So, oh, But also, what does this say? So now, thinking as a player, right? You have a few months before you go and you get to play in one of the top five leagues. I was going to ask how we Are you going to go in on 50-50 challenges? Are you yeah. going to want to potentially risk injury? Yeah, yeah. No, you're going to sit back and relax just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think even the team will do that. And he's already not playing well. Yeah, even the team will pull you as well because they already know, hey, might as well I'll start building our chemistry with You know what? I'm yeah. sorry. I said uh, he didn't score. I'm pretty sure he scored against Seattle. He, I'm pretty sure one of the back passes playing out the back that Seattle did, he picked it off and put it in for a goal. So I think that's his only goal. I should probably do my research and be a, a good host of the show, but... We're just going to say he has one goal now. Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So uh, with that, let's move on to Dante Van Zier's suspension. Six games, coach. What? Uh, I, I feel, I think that's, I don't want to use big words, so I'll just say that's not enough. No, that's trash. That's not enough. That's, that's kind trash. of atrocious. Like. It's kind of, it's kind of a joke. When you really. say, when and you say. And he mates it. So, like, the, the thing is that from what I read is that he said he said it. He said he said it. He didn't say the context. But he um, said he said it. And I really don't know if context matters here. I really don't. He said he said it. Um, but so, yeah, you are a league. You say you have a zero tolerance for racism. Yet every single The keyboard was a, zero tolerance. Yes, every single time something racist happens in this league. They can't find enough on it. They can't say definitively, no. and the players are only suspended up and through the investigation. So if you're looking at um, last season, D.C. United's player, who we talked about a little bit, um, um, uh, Taxi Fontas, uh -huh. he had a racial incident. The league said, we believe. We don't believe him. We believe the player that made the allegations against him. We just can't find proof of it. So they let him continue to play. Yeah. And he missed the last two games of the season because there was an investigation going on, right? Yeah. But now he's back, he's playing, he's starting. Yeah. Th that kind of goes to what we were talking about last episode of can you kick a guy out without having the proof? Can you take players' words for it, right? Yeah. And currently the MLS is saying no. But now they have a player coming to them and saying, I, yeah, I said it. Yeah. And well, you're zero tolerance to six games? Apparently the coach at that moment had enough information to also sit him out, mm -hmm. right? Um, Wayne Rooney sat um, Taxi Fontas out last season. No, no, Mark I'm Schubert saying, did not sit out. No, no, but I'm saying that he had enough information that he could have set him he out. He could have. Yeah. yeah. He's so like, not only the player, but I'm looking at the organization. Are they going to do something? So when Because I, now you have... One of the best things I love about coaches, right? Coaches are people's people. Coaches understand how to... How to manage people. Like, you can sit someone not for the good or bad of them, but you understand the dynamic on how that affects not just your team, but everyone that's watching, right? One of the great things that you did was we had an episode one time and we had to change our own, our whole rundown the day before because it was an incident with your kids, right? And you wanted to talk about it and you wanted to address it. You wanted to let other coaches be aware. So that's what I see in a coach. So when I see a coach not being proactive on the sideline, it's like, are you really a coach? Yeah, that's, that's not good. You know, like, I, like can, should we look into educating that coach a little bit on like, you should know how to look at things and kind of know how to manage situations. And not just that, you know. 
take racism seriously, right? Like, this might not be an issue of him being a good man manager, but does he care that there was a racist yeah. incident, right? Does he actually care? Because also, let's... Uh, I should probably pull up his apology here. Um, I, I heard he was one of the. I didn't read it. I didn't want to read it because I heard he was one of the, that. That that that. There's just the lowest of low statements. Just hey, I'm sorry, and that that's what I heard. Just like regular. He didn't even like stop apologizing for someone like stepping on your shoe. My bad, bro, and moving on. That's kind of what I heard. I I didn't read it because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to get it. No, essentially, Fuck he training. said, he yeah. said, knowing what I know now, I should have subbed the player. That would have been the best option. He never said apologies. He never said, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. He, there was no apology in his apology. But the thing is, he clearly knew what he knows now because yes. his goalkeeper, Carlos Cornell, was clearly upset and yelling at him. And, about the thing it. Is the thing and he was just kind of waving off his, the his goalkeeper. Is, the thing he is also is like a bubble sea went to talk to him after the game if you look in at that the game. yeah in the middle. even at the end they like the after the game of bobbles he went to him and had that conversation yeah. so the fact that his statement was just that not even no, saying hey it was bad. that's on me because people clearly came and talked to you about yeah. what was going on. at that point coach as a coach what would you have done let, let me let me just ask you that what would you have done he wouldn't have just been subbed off he would have been sent to the locker room because i wouldn't have wanted his face being seen by people right like he would have been sent to the locker room a coach would be in there with him talking to him trying to figure out what's going on but he wouldn't be on the sidelines Tempo is that Tempo is that so i first of all i think I, maybe indefinitely would have been a little harsh i see that but give me give me at least fifth like 10 give me two digits at least. So uh, this is what I want to bring up here. So, you know, um, Mitrovic playing in the Premier League for Fulham, right? He shoved a referee and it wasn't incredibly hard. It was more of a referee was walking away. He was trying to get the referee's attention because he thought there should have been a card on the play. And he does one of these kind of like that. Yeah. Eight game suspension. Eight games. Are we saying as a soccer community that that is worse than calling someone a racist that's what we're saying because we went from no zero tolerance to a whole lot of tolerance <laughs> a whole lot like 98 percent zero tolerance. tolerance i i remember when my parent was like mache zero tolerance you, you sat down like zero tolerance is 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 zero to zero tolerance started scaring me that yo you might be out for the season and like I also see okay we're gonna miss a play but i'm like that might be like this is this is important thing this is racism very important this is racism you know so what what message are we sending now so what message has been sent yeah it's not good right like and then so players now know i can come out and say oh yeah i said it and get really nothing because what is six games in a 34 game regular season right that's what roughly that's a rest he's just rest 17 ish percent i'm trying to do the math here on my computer really quick that's just rest because he's gonna come back he's probably in a train and he's gonna come back and have yeah so 17.6 percent there so let's call that 18 percent of the season gone right that means what? he still has 82 percent of the season so zero tolerance would mean he played zero percent of a season this is 82 percent tolerance if you ask me right like this isn't zero tolerance i'm just all i'm saying is watch it happen the other way man 
one of these days. No, he'd be gone. Watch it happen one or the other way. And this is where the this is where for people who don't understand somewhat where maybe it's not existent, but somewhat when black people will see it or anybody will say privileged. That that's what that looks like. Yeah. That's what sure. that looks like. So MLS they just did what everybody so, does. Me, I, I'm not even mad at them. This happens. Ask you a question here. Yeah. So let's say I hate to do this because it's going to sound like I'm calling Bryce Deuce or Bryce Bryce <laughs> what is his name? Bryce Deuce? Bryce Duke. Thank you. I, I was messing up there. Bryce all Coach. Bryce Duke. No, uh, the player that got transferred just now that we were talking. Oh yeah, yeah, right. right. Let's say Bryce Duke, who is a borderline starter in this league. Some teams he would start for, some teams he wouldn't. Let's say Bryce Duke call used a racial slur. Do you think he would have a bigger than six game suspension? Like this exact same scenario happened. It's just Bryce Duke, Duke instead of their big name DP league's golden boy coming into the league. Do you think that it would be a bigger suspension? I'll say, I'll say, I don't know. I'm leaning towards yes. I think part of this is Dante Van Zier. I don't. And his status in the game. I don't know, man. See, that's that's very different because they have different, they move different in the league, right? They have different, that's a that's a name that everybody want to see and you're young, so they're probably going to. But from my perspective now that I'm looking at it on this side and also adding that I'm black, dude, it's like, I don't know. All right, let's change this up a little bit. Lionel Messi comes and turns out he's that man don't get racist. no game, man. Messi wouldn't get banned. Not many get Not no games, right? man. No games. You probably get the investigation will go on. They'll do a public apology, and you probably wear a shirt in a game or something. They'll figure something. And out. then, so you're right. Question, I see where you're going. Yeah. So the I question, see where you go. The question here is, why do we both think that? the status of the player matters and that's because they decided to give him a 16 man if yeah. they gave him a 15 20 game ban i think we would both agree that maybe messi would get a punishment yeah right maybe maybe the best player in the league yeah because that's would what, get a what i'm saying now is that light why does it that is like the pressing and the message being sent is that there now are some player that may say yes, I said it and get away with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like yeah. this at all. And that's the message that that was sent. And because, because now even players that you come out and come hard on can appeal it because they can be like, well, what's different between yeah. with what I said, you know? So and so, not only do we not like it, uh, the fans of New York Red Bulls do not like it. Their supporter sections. Oh yeah, there are three different yeah. supporter sections. They all came together. And they released a joint statement saying that this is bad and we are protesting. And the supporter section of uh, Red Bull Arena was empty, at least at the beginning of the game. At the end of the game, some player or some people in the higher up sections kind of migrated down to the nicer seats. Yeah. Right. Um, but good on them. But this shouldn't be a fan thing standing up to this this should be something that the league yeah. dealt with swiftly yeah from what i heard as well that uh there's a player commission because apparently there's like a black player commission in the Which mls i believe jeremy abobas is the president yeah, yeah, yeah i think so <laughs> so this is raising the the theme where they they really have to think about it do they really want to go to war 
and trying to, you know, and th but that's what it comes down to. They, that's why you're going to notice sometimes people are just going to look at it and be like, they're probably going to say it's not worth it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's annoying. It's frustrating. Yeah. All right. Hopefully protests end up making a bigger suspension, but I doubt it. I doubt it. This is sick. They already they already put it on six yeah. games. So all right, awesome. So that does it for our first part. We are going to stop here and we'll be back for a second part. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. It's the full And we are back for a second part here where we're going to touch on the woman's u.s women national team man they had a friendly game um very uh with the uh, republic or ireland oh, of ireland the r's the r's are getting me okay it's the r's let's move we gotta roll the r's man but <laughs> you gotta roll the r's they're irish <laughs> roll r's <laughs> just we're trying to go okay so uh mallory swanson injury we're going to talk about that a little bit young promising player looks like we're going to be missing her uh and then also uh the upcoming worst cup in australia this summer and then uh incredible form i have no idea what that is you think they have a like they're playing good we're, we're gonna go into a incredible form so I, i'm trying to figure out what you meant by we'll, we'll start here so i went through i did a deep dive of the women's national team um and i just went through every single game they had and i went until i found a loss um do you want to have any guess as to when their last loss was i let, let me take a guess the women national team are a freaking machine Let's say that first. And this uh, is all competition. So, World Cups, um, She Believe Cups, Friendlies, all competition. I'll say I bet my money on two years ago. I'll two years ago? Yeah. So, roughly April 2021 is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with January 19th, 2019. My Jesus. Over four years without All they do is win. So, their, their last loss was January 19th, 2019 Gino. versus France. If I'm the coach, that's the song I'm playing every time. All I do is win. So with that, Jeez. that is 58 games undefeated. Oh. Not just 58 games undefeated, right? They went 52 wins. So 52 0 win six. Now, whoa, that's the woman, dominant. The woman, the woman national team or something else. No jokes. I, I mean, that I think everybody that watches just soccer knows that. Now that that's what I would call dominant form. But when we get into incredible form, that makes that's sense when, now. That's when you hear they have, in their last 58 games, outscored their opponents. You want to guess to how much they... I've, wait, wait, wait. You mean like since 2019 or just per game? In Yeah, since 2019. Since their last off. So then all of their 58 games... I'll say 100 goals. They have scored 203 goals in 58 games and allowed... 14. Golly! 203 to 14, which you know, I did the math here. Oh, that's a buzzer. I did the math here. That averages out, averages out to being them scoring on your average game three and a half goals and allowing a quarter of a goal. Not even a right. whole goal. A quarter of a goal again. <laughs> I want to point out, though, there were some, some ones like, I believe it was Thailand, they beat 
13 to 0. And you can think, oh, well, okay, so the friendlies pad their stats. No, 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 no. That wasn't 13 0 in a friendly. That was 13 0 in a World Cup. Jeez. The biggest competition in the world. They beat a team 13 to 0? And, yo, this is dominus, man. This is this is just insane. Not just that. So those there's six ties, right? Like you know what? Now I'm starting to. Ah, I feel bad for them though. You know what I'm saying? That is because of how great. Now I'm starting to understand. Like I knew they were dominant, but now that like, when you look at numbers, it's just different, right? Now that you look at the numbers and we're able to kind of break it down like that, you like. Now I wonder why they were going on TV and asking for more pay. Right when you're that good. But now, now, it's not just that. Yeah. So, in their streaks, they haven't had a tie even. So, they've gone undefeated in their last 18 games. 18 games undefeated. Or not just undefeated. Perfect. Perfect. 58 games undefeated. Like clean sheets. Yeah. Well, not clean sheets. They might have had a goal. They might have won like 2-1, something like that. Oh, uh, I thought you said perfect. That's why. Well, I by perfect, I mean they got three points. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Eighteen game perfect. Streak. I mean, something different. Eighteen <laughs> game winning streak. That is, bro. That is incredible. That is it. Like I don't think people understand when we like. I think some people do, but let me let me retell you. That is insane. And like the 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 the, the goals. 200 and what? 214? 203 to 14. And then you're allowing 14 goals from opponent. Like, that's like when your dad plays with you when you're like five. That might be worse. <laughs> this might, like, this might be worse. <laughs> this might be worse. <laughs> like, you, you are two years old. They beat a team 13 to zero in the World Cup. In the World Cup, man. But, okay, so all of that form. That's but, so let's bring this to a tie here. Well, we're talking about World Cups. They won the last two, yeah. right? Two in a row. They are heavy favorites for this next World Cup, which comes this summer. Yeah. Like a few months here. If they win it, which I'm not going to jinx them and say they will, but if they win it and they are the heavy favorites, they will be the only team in both men's and women's soccer history to have gone back to back to, to back. back. They're going to do that Michael Jordan. So, like, incredible there. Opportunity. What, what do you think their chances are? Of winning the whole tournament? Oh, yeah, reality 50, to life 50, 50. Okay, who, if they don't, who do you think can? The England team is okay. The Australian team isn't bad. Um, I think Brazil has okay. a pretty good... So well, Japan think, has a pretty so good... So, as, as they're running as they're running up to that, I think we should, like, start comparing them to other countries. See how good... So, with yeah. that, with that, they recently won the She Believes Cup. Yeah. Which we talked about on the show. Yeah. And in that was Japan, Brazil, and there was another country. But both of those two teams that I just mentioned, Japan and Brazil... Are high level favorites in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they beat them. They didn't die. They nah, didn't they, they're, they're something else, man. I knew like, it was. They, they, they have been recently beating some of the best teams in the world. So I would say, honestly, because anything can happen in tournaments. You're, you have a bad game, another team has a great game, and it's a long tournament, right? Yeah. Um, I would say 50 50. Yeah. But I've also never seen any team, rather, in a man or woman's. Uh, as like U.S. national woman national team gets up for the World Cup, 
Like, you can see that in their eye that every time they're playing a World Cup, they're there to put a show. Yeah. Like, they don't mess around with the World Like, I'm sure they can lose other games friendly, but when it comes time to the World Cup, they don't mess around, man. Yeah. They and don't. I want to get into their two most recent friendlies. So, um, last week they played two games against Ireland, right? They played on the 8th of April and the 11th of April. So, three days apart, right? And these are just friendlies, kind of getting ready for the World Cup. Um, Ireland did qualify for the first time in a long time for the Women's World Cup. So it's a World Cup level team, right? Um, They have another friendly, I believe, against Wales coming up right before the World Cup. So this summer. Yeah. That's going to be their last game before the World Cup starts, this Wales game. Yeah. Coming up in a few months here. But these two games, they won 2-0 and they won 1-0. The thing I want to point out here is the way you win, right? When you have long streaks on, there's going to be time in a 58-game period where your forwards just aren't doing it, right? Your goal scorers aren't doing it. And those are games when you see lesser teams tie, when you see lesser teams lose 1-0, right? Because their forwards just aren't scoring goals. That's natural, right? Well, these two games, they scored three goals. One of it, which was a penalty, which was converted by a forward. Mm-hmm. The other two were run-of-play goals scored by defenders, including uh, the April 11th game game winner, make it 1-0, by Alana Cook, who scored like a 40-yard goal in the 43rd minute. 40 yards out, just hits it. I think she was trying to cross the ball because there are four players kind of in the six-yard box. I think she was just trying to find a head. When, when it, it just went right in. Yeah. Right? 40 so yards. you have... Not just your forwards doing the job, but you have, the, you have defenders. No, let's just say the whole team. Everything capable, is going your way. Capable of putting in the net. Right? They see when yeah. a forward is in form, right, and he's just kind of on a hot one. Yeah. Um. That like the ball, like they'll score when they don't mean to score. The ball will come off their shin and it will find the back yeah, of their right. Yeah. It will hit off their backside of their head and, and find the back yeah, yeah. head, right? I've seen that the with... The U.S. women's national team right. isn't doing that with just forwards. They're doing that with... Everybody. Them. Every single player on their team Everybody. is in form going to get a win no matter what. doesn't matter. And they've been doing that for a while, going on four years now. Yeah, it's, it's, inc- it's incredible, right? What is... What they eating? It What's their diet? Incredible. So, well, I'm trying to figure out where they, they, they're eating, where they're shopping. Like, for real. That's the same. The man needs to take a, a page out of that. No, it wasn't all you know, glory, glory, hallelujah for this women's team in yeah, his yeah, uh, yeah. last two friendlies. There yeah. was a very notable injury uh, to Mallory Swanson. Uh, I'm going to read something here um, from Pro Soccer Wire, which is a format of USA Today Sports. The U.S. women's national team star was diagnosed with a torn patellar tendon after a collision with Ireland defender uh, Mannion. I'm not going to try to pronounce the first name there, but Mannion is the last name. Eventually saw her stretchered off in Saturday's 2-0 win. Neither Swanson nor U.S. soccer has provided a recovery timeline just yet. Patellar tendons uh, tend to come with a roughly six-month rehab course which would rule Swanson out for the 2023 World Cup. This was going to be her World Cup, right? She's 24, young, superstar. Kind of get on the goal. Yeah. Putting the ball in the net for fun, right? Like, this was going to be her World Cup to dominate. 
Um, but the thing is, so she comes out. Who comes in? No other than Trinity Rodman, the next young superstar. Yeah. Right? Like, there is so much depth in this team. Yeah. That, yes, losing one of your best goal scorers will suck for a tournament. But, like, are we really going to see a big glut off? Right? Like, Not really. When you have the forwards of Alex Morgan, um, Trinity Rodman, you have Lindsey Horan, like, you have all these amazing How players. old is Alex Morgan, you know? Probably about 30. Okay. And my guess, I mean, would this be like a last workout? Potentially. I mean, I if I was a coach, I would probably make this her last. I think she probably still has more to give, but you have so much young talent yeah. in the U.S. pool yeah. here. You got to start integrating. I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it, man. I'm playing a couple co-ed legs. I mean, we do that at fun. I think it's just like America has a lot of talented women soccer player. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like and it it's 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 only gonna get better. Yeah, I don't know if you remember like when we played, like there was like two girls on our team. They were they were alright. They were alright. Yeah, and there yeah. were teams that like we played against where oh, there was some of the best players on their team yeah. were the best players on the field were winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one I remember she had like the curl here. She was freaking like, getting it. She played D one college. Right? She did? Yeah. Oh, okay. You remember her too, right? Yeah, she yeah. went she was a baller. So so really like I think it's just America. You're right. This probably more your last year because there, there's a lot of talent with that. Yeah. But and, and the man is struggling to know what who their forward is. Right. <laughs> She's bringing out more that's the solution. <laughs> just transfer her. <laughs> she could probably do it. She'll do it. I mean, yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, so looks like you said she's out for this season. Well, out, out, out until the summer, and that yeah, yeah. out for the World Cup most likely, unless she's a freak of nature and makes the recovery on the yeah. on the soccer field. Yeah. But um, yeah, really impressive form from the U.S. Women's National Team, and it's one of those things where a star player goes down injured, and the next woman up is a star. So yeah. You, we, they're gonna, so they they have no shortage pretty much, but yeah, hey, we gonna keep up with them for sure. I want to I want to know how good to do throughout the the World Cup. So we are going to cover them. I cannot wait for the World Cup, man. Man, the World Cup and the Gold Cup for the men's side, right? So the women's World Cup and the men's Gold Cup mm -hmm. are happening pretty much at now. the same time. We, that is going to be the best have some time. Right? And you know who's uh one of the the cities that's hosting a Gold Cup game? Who? Um, Cincinnati. So we we will probably be in a stadium for one of the. Let's go. Let's so, go. Fun. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. But hey. unfortunately, we will not be able to make it to a women's World Cup this time yeah. around as it is out in Australia. Yeah. Hey, if y'all subscribe, maybe all this day. If you want to bless us with a few first class tickets to hey, Australia, I'm just saying, start hitting that subscribe button, guy. You know, we might make it to there, get some pictures for you guys. We got six months. We got six months. We got <laughs> guys, last time. Last time. We have three months. We this have is a month. This is America, man. Nothing is impossible. All right, fair enough. Let's man. do it. Do you, you know why I left my country and came here? Because it's mm -hmm. America. Anything can happen. Well, I assume you didn't come here because of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you would have gone on the wrong exit. <laughs> like, if you thought it was any other country, it would be wrong. I know why I came no to America. Comments. You know why I came to America because it's India. No, no, no. Chris Columbus, he was wrong. He was wrong. Not India. I, I think this is going to be a good stop for us, and we'll be back for our third. Or how many people just tuned out? That was just left. <laughs>
all right awesome we are back for our final and third part where we're going to be covering the ga cup and the CONCACAF champions league ga cup looks like we, we need do we need to bow down yeah all hail all hail yeah the U17, though. I was just say for the Duffy Union. So, U17. I want to point out here. So, the, we, we already went over this the GA Cup in some of the earlier rounds of the knockout stages uh, pretty in-depthly, right? Uh, but the Philadelphia Union Academy is has been known for a long time to be one of, if not the absolute best academy in North America, right? And really started to trend towards the world right um in this ga cup both the u15s and the u17s made it to the finals yeah right the u15s won or uh, the u17s won one to zero against fc dallas mm-hmm. who is the other team in this country that you could consider having one of the best right yeah like if you're if you're making an argument that fc dallas has a more historic um and higher level academy program in philadelphia i could get with that if you wanted to say philadelphia was better than fc dallas's academy i could get get that that. right yeah yeah. i do or there's no right answer yeah yeah, yeah. so philadelphia union beat uh fc dallas at the u17 level to win the cup and then let's go over to the u15 bracket yes they lost on penalties seven six it was one one regular time and then seven six in penalties yeah that's a lot of penalties that's a lot um they didn't want to quit and they lost to austin yeah right so i want to point out here that there are four mls teams that made it to the finals the only four teams that made it to a final are mls team Mm -hmm. and this is in a tournament that has the likes of Real Madrid yes. academies, the likes of Arsenal's academy, yes. Valencia's academy. Yes. yes. Um, so that this, is... This is good news for the MLS. That's something special there, right? Yeah. Um, but with that, and Austin winning the uh, U15 GA Cup, that is their second trophy in history. history. Yes. Right? Um, they have won this, and they have also won Copa Tejas, which is... Essentially, a competition just between the um, Texas teams in MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, so, pretty much whoever does the best of the three Texas teams head to head during the regular season mm-hmm. of MLS, right? So, it's a kind of a one off little tournament. Yeah. Um, the, there's the Cascadia Cup that's between the Sounders, um, Portland and Vancouver. There's the Heritage Cup that's the Sounders and. Um, mm-hmm. Um, San Jose, there's one between the New York teams. Like, this this is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's the Rocky Mountain Cup between uh, Colorado and RSL. So, th- it's it's not just uh, Texas is weird doing their own thing. Yeah. This is a pretty big standard throughout the league in, yeah. in different geolog- geographical areas. Um, so, it's a real fake trophy. Right, it's not a trophy <laughs> that the league recognizes, but the it's fans real, recognize. Real right, it's trophy. a fan. It's essentially a fan trophy. Yeah, um, fan trophy. But so, yeah, Austin FC two trophies, uh, and let's hope to get a real one soon. Let's uh, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, awesome. So let's go ahead and move to uh, the uh, Concacaf Champions League. Ah, well, my heart is broken because fairy tale don't exist in real life. This which sucks. Disney has messed me up because <clears throat> I really thought Violet was gonna go on here. Just keep winning, bring that tree with them, 
Yep. I sent you a picture of the tree. Did you ever see that? I saw the picture of the tree. It's a good tree. Amazing. It's a nice tree. That's a majestic tree. That's it's, like the it's king a tree of the you want forest. To, it's one of the best trees you'll ever see. It's like that. amazing. We one a minute, you know, I'll put a picture somewhere here. Here. No, or here. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> somewhere. I'll put that picture. <laughs> oh no! Right, but uh, all right. Yeah, so let's touch that before we move on. <laughs> the violet, violet. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say here and say even though they got eliminated, it was six two on aggregate. For those of you that don't know, aggregate means you played more than one game, right? Yeah. So it's the cumulative scores. They played one home, one away um, against Leon, who are a good Liga MX team, a good Mexican team, right? Usually, the Mexican teams and the uh, MLS teams are the best teams in this competition and hard to beat, right? Mm-hmm. Violet, they are not playing in their home country of Haiti. Yeah. They are playing in the DR. So, their home games yeah. are not home games, games yeah, right? Yeah. Because of everything that we covered. Yet, yeah. they still managed to beat Austin. Yes. And then lose to Austin in the second game. Yeah. But when did they not even have like all the players? Where they had 14 players yeah. that come. Yeah. So, but they still won on ag- aggregate. Yeah. So they beat an MLS team and advanced. Mm-hmm. And then they went and lost on aggregate, but they beat Lyon in uh, the DR. Yeah. Two to one. So for a Haitian team, no Haitian team has ever advanced. So no Haitian team has ever done what they did against Austin, yeah. right? And moved on in this competition yeah. ever. So not only did they d- move on, they moved on while playing an MLS team yeah. and beat a Mexican side team. Yeah. You know what I hate That's about good, You know what I hate about this? Those that although with that performance, it's rare that it's rare that you're going to see like good clubs go out and buy some of those players. It may not happen cuz we talked about how some of those players had like Real jobs on the side. Yeah, the one yeah. that I really want to talk about here is I'm gonna assume he pronounces his name like you. It's missing an e, but Michel. Yeah, Nader- they speak Sher- uh, they Sher- speak French and Asian, so yeah. it'd be the same name, Michel. Okay, yeah. so Michel Sherry or Sherry. I don't know. The um, I think they I think they were pronouncing it Sherry. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing uh, this their French is like what do they call it? Uh, Creole. Creole. They mix French with like their language. Yeah. So I can hear when they talk, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, 25-year-old striker from Haiti, obviously. This guy played four games in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yes. Which was, again, four games all against either two games against the MLS team and two games against the Liga Emekis team. Yes. Right? The top. So good competition. Yeah. Competition. Yeah. In this tournament. Played four games, scored four goals. Someone's got to pick him. Austin, pick him up. You can't buy a goal right now. <laughs> LA Galaxy, pick him up. him up. Yeah. Toronto. I was going to say Toronto. Yeah. Anybody. <laughs> RSL, pick him up. You just said anybody. Montreal. Montreal, pick him up. <laughs> that tra- honestly, with that trade, honestly, I would have been happier if the Sounders picked him up instead of Eber. Because Eber, all of our strikers now for Seattle yeah. are over 30 years old. Yeah. Love to you said he's this 28, right? 25. Tw- oh. Bring him in. Dang. He's proven he can score against the best competition 
in North and Central America. Es que sí. Anybody. Es que sí, bro. You trying to Nashville, save your... Nashville can't score right now. Their, yeah. their leading goal scorer is their number 10. Nashville could San Louis better get him. If San, San Louis, Louis don't need him. The St. Louis don't need him. I was They're saying good. they need him. They get that team will be all attack. <laughs> but Mache, Sherry, Alma needs to be able to figure. Yeah. I, I don't care if you and me got to start our own team and buy him. Let's do that. Right? But, uh, yeah, this guy, he needs to be in one of the two best leagues in the continent. I, I say he SKC. Shouldn't be, he shouldn't be playing in Haiti. SKC needs to get him or Montreal. And I say he shouldn't be playing in Haiti. He's not even playing in Haiti because the Haitian t- league has not been playing yeah, yeah, yeah. in months because of violence in the country, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, they, he but you, have, you have to see. So don't even think of him as, like, just a good soldier. Is me- I'll get him because of his mental. Because with, with everything going on, this without playing for a year and a half, with all the, of, of going on, he hasn't played for a year. Everything that's going on in this country, don't know what's going on with his family. He probably has a freaking real job on the side, and then he's he's playing, dodging bullets, going to countries, doing whatever, and he's scoring goals. I'll tell you what. If Just Mont- make him comfortable. Get him an apartment with pillows and let him play. This man, like, <laughs> give him a memory foam mattress. Yeah, this man will play for real. Please get him on your team. All right. If 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 August comes and goes and he had not gotten picked up in that window by an MLS team or a Liga MX team, it's a crime. Someone failed. It's a crime. Someone failed. <laughs> All right, awesome. So let's go ahead and move on here to uh, LAFC. That's LAFC played uh, Vancouver, and they said Vancouver. I love that one. You know what? I just want to tell y'all, he came out with that. We had an argument. He didn't appreciate it enough, and I was I was mad. I wanted like greatness recognized. I thought it was cool. I just didn't think it was worth like a call in the middle of the night. Hey, bro, I just read this. Second, you said two a.m. That at least a text. At least a text, bro. It's the best thing I've ever saw. Thank and Hoover, because they mopped the floor with them, right? Man, that was mop the floor. Molly Wattro. six zero uh, on aggregate. Both games home and other terms. <laughs> Both games home and away. LAFC won. Resume Vancouver was gonna was gonna get a win. I think we said it. Oh, we knew that they wouldn't win, but you did six zero on aggregate. Unless <laughs> he wasn't thirteen. Should we just give LAFC the tur- right, the trophy? At least he wasn't thirteen. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's true. Yeah, at least they didn't have to go up against the U.S. where is that? So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse. Could so be worse. Good job. Good job. All right. So that's what happened there. Anything you want to add on that, or are you ready to move on? No, I'm good to move on. All right. So ah, Philly handled their business, and it looks like we're going to have uh, the Philly facing LAFC in the semi. We are guaranteed an MLS team in the CONCACAF Champions League final. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. LA or Taylor? You know what? I If this was a one-off game, right? Like, it was just one game, I would say Philadelphia would move on. But the fact that it's, it's an this, aggregate, I think LAFC can we, win. Can we say that this game has more implication to it than just the CONCACAF? Uh, no. I, I wouldn't go that far. For real? Because... Philadelphia are struggling in MLS because of this competition, most likely. Yeah. LAFC are 
flying in both competitions. It doesn't matter to them. <laughs> they're they're just dominant. But I I don't think that especially since they play in different bracket like different conferences. No, I'm saying because of last year. Oh, because of the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I still don't think so. I don't think they're gonna use that juice a little bit. I I think Philadelphia is gonna put everything into this regardless of who they played in the final of MLS Cup last year because they're struggling already at uh, in MLS, mm-hmm. their domestic league, and they are in an advanced stage of this tournament. So I think no matter what, they got the fuel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think their opponent matters here. I think they know we have to justify having a bad start to regular season. By, by getting, getting CONCACAF. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And LA, they don't, seem, I don't think they care who they play, whether they beat them before or not. Yeah. They're just on one right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, okay, so uh, Tigress. I love their name. That's what I'm bringing that up. I'm proud of you. Last time you, you were um, very set on calling them Tigers. Tigers? Yeah. Tigers? Yes. Tigers? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm proud of you. are growing. I'm growing. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. So, it looks like they uh, they handled their business as well. Man, they... So, the first leg against this Motagua team, and Motagua is a very good Honduran team. Mm-hmm. Um, probably outside of the Liga MX and MLS teams in this competition, they are historically the next best team, yeah. right? Like, they're just always very good in this. And they won the first, or not won, they they had the first leg at home, um, and they lost 1-0, right? And I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, or maybe last episode, that Tigres were going to advance, right? Tigres yeah. are not going to lose a 1-0 lead going in playing in mexico right like they're going to win they'll probably win one or two goals right yeah yeah but they're not going to lose to matagua yeah yeah yeah. i did not expect them to put put a nickel on them right (laughs) hold this for a second (laughs) five cents man like that that that's that you want a high five (laughs) man so and a lot of that came late this game okay so sure Gignac, um, who formerly played in a World Cup for France. Yeah. Um, Gignac, sorry. Gignac, yeah. Yes, I, I thought that was a different Gignac, yeah, no, that. Gignac. Um, he scored in the 27th minute, and that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking, all right, game done. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he scored again in the 66th minute, and you're like, all right, cool. Game done. Cool. And good. <laughs> well, T-Grace decided that they were going to score in the 83rd, 88th, and 90th minute. And that's just put three more. Oof. Three goals in the last ten That's minutes. So devastating. Really, in the last seven minutes. That's so devastating. And the ref, he put on the board one minute of added time, and he blew the whistle after about forty-five seconds. You <laughs> died. Like, no, it ain't no chance y'all come back on this part. <laughs> this was dominance, and when I say dominance, I mean Matagua didn't have a shot on target this game. Tigres had twelve. Uh, Tigres had sixty-nine percent possession. They almost doubled the amount of passes Matagua had. Matagua made 234 passes. Tigre, 533. They're not playing around. Right? Uh, Matagua's pass accuracy, 73%, which means your midfield is doing things in Tigres, right? You're disrupting it. You're not letting them get clean passes. Tigre's pass accuracy, 87%. And now we talk. Every single category here. Tigre's dominant, dominant, dominant. 
It was it was just impressive. <laughs> and it's a short dab, yeah, we're not on your level. If you ask me it, the favorite it, it, it's gonna be tight between them and LAFC, in my opinion. To, I don't know to, who's better. To hoist the trophy. Yeah, I don't know who's better here, but Oh, you think LA will make it to the final? Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that, but okay. um, well, yeah, you were I think to give. I did. <laughs> I think it's obvious. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Cool. So that's pretty much it. So we're going to make some uh, semifinal production here because this pretty much guarantees us uh, MLS uh, versus La Liga MX final. And that's going to be exciting. Yeah. No, I mean, doesn't pretty much do it. It does it. There's, there's no way in which there is not an MLS Liga MX East. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's cool. I love yeah. that. That's what yeah. you want to see from this tournament. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. So semifinal prediction go. Um, let's see here. So we're going to start with the, uh, Philly Union LAFC on aggregate 3-1 LAFC, but all of, it'll be a 1-1 in Philadelphia and then a 2-0 in LA. So it'll be a close one. You good, man? You breathing real loud. I'm good. It's <laughs> Sandy. Just he don't want to leave me alone. Oh, uh, I'm thinking. Um, so that, that's my three one on aggregate. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I think Philly wins. Philly moves forward. Okay. And I think it's uh, I think it's uh, two zero fair, where they score one on the first game and they score one the next game. Okay. It's going to be like Legos. That's what I'm saying. That'll be interesting. Because I'm thinking LA is probably confident that we we beat them. You know? That'll be interesting. And they may get revenge. All right. All right. So uh, Tigres versus... Um, what did I end up playing here? Oh, Leon. Tigres Leon. I have that... I mean, Tigres, they're, they're, they're going through. Yeah, Tigres. Oh. I don't know if it's going to be by one goal or by eight <laughs> goals. Right? Like, being Leone is a better, com- will be better competition or should be better competition than Matagua yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. But I, I just don't see anything other than Tigres going through, yeah. Two goal win here in aggregate, winning by two. I don't know. I think that's a little low because Tigres has been doing. But it will be against the team. That plays them in league knows them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Against them, will understand. So they're probably not gonna go. They'll under, They'll yeah. have. They'll have a better strategy, I think. So yeah. I think they'll be a little closer. Okay, cool. Uh, I I say Tigres still passes on aggregate. I'll say three. Now that you've said all that, I'm going three two. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that gives you a Tigres Philadelphia final. Yes, and you get. Yeah. Uh, I think with everything you said about Philly, and I think uh, the coach Jesse kind of um, Jim, a uh, Jim. Oh, I thought I called him Jesse. Jim Curtin uh, is probably he's probably thinking the same thing because I saw him in Cincinnati. Team wasn't performing well. He was calm. I think that man has something up his sleeve. It's also his contract year, so I think Philly hosts right. trophies. What's the score? It'll it'll be again. It'll be aggregate. Aggregate. Um, Three two. Three two. Three two. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Tigers is not gonna go down easy. No. Yeah. Um that's what was uh Geniac. Mm-hmm. Um but so my, my my semifinal that I predicted here or my final that I predicted here is gonna be LAFC versus excuse me, versus Tigres. Um 
man, this is a tough one. Yeah. I I think both teams will win at their home. So I think it's whoever yeah, scores yeah, the most. Yeah. yeah. So I think it, I think Tigres playing in Mexico is something that um LAFC haven't really done. They haven't had to experience a, that hostile environment. A tough place to win. Well, that's different. Yeah. Right? That's why they need to like take their business at home. Um, Vancouver. Like that yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking when I don't know if it's gonna be a first leg, second leg, um, that they play in Mexico, but that is going to be a shock for them and I think Tigres will end up winning the trophy. They better take your business at home if they don't want it to play out that way. Now I do think though if Philadelphia ends up going past LAFC, I do agree with you that I think Philadelphia will host the trophy. But I just don't see them getting past LAFC. But I do they think might. they will have a better odds of beating teams. Yeah, they might. All right, awesome. That puts it in for our prediction. Looks like we are at the end of our show. Coach, anything you want to say to, to the good people of the FP family? No. Jeez. All right, this guy, I don't know what's going on with him this I've morning. Spoken for an hour and like <laughs> 10 minutes now. <laughs> All right, awesome. Hey, it was great bringing you guys this show. Please feel free to reach out to us. Email us at uh, profitspot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at profitspot. And you can always listen to us on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify, guys. We are excited that you're here. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Coach? Good stuff, man.